to see for yourselves one of the most amazing events. When is this great experiment for me? Impervious to heat, impossible to move. Is it human or inhuman? Gentlemen, do you realize what we've found? It's time for the Beaky Drummy Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Hello, and welcome to this Geeky Brummy Comic Con special. Hello. With me today, Mr. Lee Price. Hello. And your host, Mr. Rampar. And that's it. Yeah, no one else could uh, join us, unfortunately. It's one of those week, one of those where it's like, yeah, it's Comic Con, and everybody's like, oh, I'm actually busy. Damn it. <laughs> it's, it's not good enough. I'm not committed to the cause. <laughs> we might spy on wild Jaws 19 whilst we're here, though. Yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's going so f- all right so far. Isn't yeah, it's it? not too bad. Yeah, yeah, it's slightly shorter guest list than mm-hmm. previous years, but they've gone with quality over quantity. So yeah. like Asa Butterfield, who I know from the version of the Austin Scott card film Ender's Gate, mm-hmm. and he was in the robot film. Which I can't remember which one it was. I can't remember. I think they've haven't they said that he's in that sex education series yes, as well? Yes, on Netflix, which yeah. is a massive hit at the moment. I need to watch that because it looks really good. Yeah, and you've got Felisa Day as yep. well, yep. who is a YouTube yeah. star. Yeah, she is. It's hard to sort of pin down exactly what she's famous for. She's just like generically famous mm-hmm. as the queen of the geeks. Yes. Hugo, that's the Ace of Birth. Ah, okay, yes. Yes, I remember that now. Yeah. yeah, so she is the Queen of the Geeks. And we have the voice of Mr. Mario himself. Yes, we've got Charles Martinet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks like he'll be a fun guest. Yes. I think he's got the longest queue of anybody here by yeah. quite some margin. It's another one of those things where they've kind of underestimated just how famous this guy is. It's kind of like when I met uh, Nolan North and Troy Baker, the same thing happened there. Yeah. Um, but this is like the voice of the most famous video game character ever. Yes. You'd think that he might be a bit popular. Yes. I wonder, I wonder if he gets annoyed that he has to speak in Mario voice to everybody today. I mean, I've seen like interviews and stuff with him and he just, he'll just do it. He just seems like that's just his default state of being at this point. He's yeah. just like, he'll just jump into Mario at any point. Do you think like he brushes his teeth and it's like it's a me, brush your I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, from what I've seen of videos of him. Yeah. He'll just like like I've seen like interview interviewers just having a casual conversation, he'll just launch into it for no reason. <laughs> Mamma mia, it's my coffee type. I mean like his entire career is just yeah. It's Mario, 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 a dragon in Skyrim, Mario, 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 Mario. Clank's dad in Ratchet and Clank, Mario, 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 Mario. I mean, what a career to have there. I, I think it's like the most steady paying voice actor work that you could yeah. possibly get. And he's been doing it longer than I thought as well. Mm. Um, I th- first thought they started doing it with Super Mario 64. Turns out he'd been doing stuff before then. Oh, what was his first one? Um, apparently Nintendo in like 1990 had like some tech demo. But they had like Mario's face would animate, and he was the voice of it then, and that's what they hired him for originally. And he's he was in like the some of the educational PC games in the early nineties as well. And Cause that's the thing nobody seems to remember is prior to what SNES there wasn't really voice working games. Yes, much. yeah, because like the the N sixty four PS one era was kind of when voice acting came in. Yeah, largely because like the sound chips and stuff on all the consoles couldn't really handle voice yeah. acting. Sometimes you'd get like 
like Earthworm Jim, where you get this really heavily compressed, yeah. groovy <laughs> at the end of a level, but that's re- but that would take up like a fifth of the cartridge on its own. Because so. I think it's something daft like I think it was the first Sonic game where it's got that spoken Sega. Yeah, it's like that's about half the cartridge. Yeah, <laughs> Sega. Yeah, just that clip is is takes up way too much space. Yeah, it's weird things. That, thinking back nowadays it's mm-hmm. like it's just this is automatic expect now I mean you've got games with like I think it was like Star Wars The Old Republic had something like mm-hmm. 20,000 hours worth of mm-hmm. audio recorded yeah and you see some of the stuff they've got now as well mm-hmm. um, things like Skyrim and only imagine yeah. how much is recorded for something like that yeah even comparing it to Skyrim to like Oblivion it's you the yeah. hero of Kabach yeah. where it was like Oblivion you can notice it's the same eight voice actors doing yeah. pretty yeah. much every single voice I mean to be fair like I pay attention to voice actors way too much so every time I hear a voice actor's voice I'm like ah oh, yes it's that person so I'm ridiculously good at recognising those voices so it's just ruined it for me unfortunately but as you mentioned Nolan North Troy Baker the yes. people are actually becoming famous as voice actors now it's yep. good to see that you're actually mm-hmm. getting some people who are really recognised for mm-hmm. what is not an easy job to no. be honest I mean you only have to look at right now one of the biggest Kickstarter projects at the moment is the Critical Role animated series. Yeah. And of course, Critical Role is a bunch of voice actors yeah. playing Dungeons and Dragons, and it's one of the biggest Kickstarter projects in history. Yeah. So you know, just and one of the one of those voice actors is in everything anyway. Yeah. Laura Bailey. So, shows you just how big this has gotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other things that you always get quite a lot of here is the merch stands. I mean, yes. Uh, it seems to be more than yeah. ever before. But it's nice to see that such a range of merchandise here. It's not mm-hmm. just like your generic anime and mm-hmm. stuff like that. We've got some big names here. You've got stuff like Insert Coin to the rec- yep. like getting some proper recognition. Yeah, we've got, uh, as, as always, you've got Genki Gear as well. So yeah. they're, they're at everything. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to a convention where they're not there. <laughs> it's nice to see some like the bigger names are actually recognizing that conventions are mm-hmm. worth looking at. And mm-hmm paying some kind of attention to yeah. Alright, even though it's two of us, it is still time for traditional weird news. So I have three news articles for you. Should we do all three? Yeah, we'll see. Might as well do all three, yeah. Yes. So the first one is Fallout Boy sued for overuse of llama puppets. Right. Second one is from Mixmag.net. Alligator is giving ketamine and headphones to study dinosaur hearing. <laughs> And the third one is from Sky News, actually. Uh, NASA issues space herpes warning as virus reactivates. Right. I'm on board with <laughs> all of those at the moment. Definitely the, uh, the ketamine. Shall we start off with the yeah. alligators and ketamine? So this is from Mixmag, which is not the usual place that you'd find your ketamine-based news. I don't know, Mixmag. You know, club culture. <laughs> uh, it's not that far off. Yeah. So, article title is Alligators for Giving Ketamine and Headphones to Study Dinosaur Hearing. Scientists Investigate the Way Dinosaurs Used to Respond to Sound. By Cameron Holbrook. Right. Keith isn't here to judge the name. <laughs> it seems like this is a reasonable name, yeah. So, an experiment conducted by two scientists injected 40 American alligators with ketamine and set each one with a pair of headphones. As you do in order to get a better understanding of their dinosaurs' ancestors' auditory systems. I just want to know how you get funding for that. Like, we just want to get a bunch of alligators, and we just want to drug them. That's our, that's our thesis. Thank and you give them some banging club tubes. Yeah. 
So, a paper published in the Journal of Neuroscience by the experiment's lead biologist Lutz Kettler of the Technische Universität München okay. and Catherine Carr of the University of Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> the, the lengthy German, and then just here's, here's an ordinary name <laughs> from uh, Maryland. Yeah, the study was designed to gain further insight about the neutral maps of alle- neural maps of alligators, not neutral maps. <laughs> neutral maps, <laughs> neutral maps ma- of alligators. <laughs> Go, go into this place, it's a safe territory. Here is the border zone, yeah. you're fine. <laughs> and how they locate noise in their environment. Crocodilians, which is not a video game, even mm. though it does sound like that, mm. it should be a video mm. game, which includes both crocodiles and alligators have resided on Earth for over 200 million years. Maybe other planets for a little bit longer? I don't Maybe. know. The way this article yeah. is written is like, <laughs> they've resided on Earth for 200 million years. Before then, they were a spacefaring alligator culture. <laughs> See, now, now you've just created this video game. That's what the video game is. It's just a spacefaring RPG <laughs> with crocodiles. <laughs> Wasn't that the gourd in Star Trek for it, Rich? Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, birds are the second most closely related to these ancient creators and share surprisingly common ancestry with crocodilians. Mm. Create ancient creators. This, this, this is a Bioware RPG. <laughs> I mean, the, my favorite thing about dinosaurs now, though, is because they're mentioning birds, is just the fact that they're becoming more and more just like giant turkey. Yeah, that's all they are. Yeah, I've seen like the pictures of what they think the T Rex looks like now. It's only got its head, which has no yeah. feathers on, and the rest of it looks like it's an angry turkey. Yeah. So the focus of the study was centered on the interaural time difference. A concept that interprets the gap in arrival time of each sound to each year. After injecting each alligator with ketamine in order to sedate them, Kettler and Carr set up each career with UNPK2 earbuds and electrodes that were placed on their heads to record auditory neural responses. So basically they were doping them with a bit of uh, vitamin K. Yeah, every time you say, like, mention them drugging the the alligators, it never stops being funny. (laughs) I've just got this image of a crocodile dealer in the swamp. <laughs> I just want to know, like, the process of which you drug an alligator. That can't be an easy process. <laughs> How do you get it to take the pill? Yeah. <laughs> the study revealed that both alligators and birds have similar auditory responses and located sounds using a similar type of neural mapping. It just showed that the size of an alligator does not alter the way their brains encode sound direction, meaning a large dinosaur like a T-Rex mostly most likely use similar auditory mechanisms as alligators and birds to locate sounds. Mm. In conclusion, the study shows that acoustic systems of dinosaurs led a stable and similar organisation in, bir- in today's birds and crocodiles despite each animal's difference in anatomy. Okay. It also highlights the importance of comparative animal st- studies and how they shed light on the evolution processes well well they don't actually go into like the whole what was their reaction to the ketamine yeah they just kind of said they've just said that they drugged them and that's left it at that do you think these we found out some interesting things we're not going to tell you what they were and now they've all got a horrible horrible (laughs) (laughs) ketamine addiction just release them back look we can't stop them having raves (laughs) they just keep going it's like all night (laughs) we're trying but they won't stop how does an alligator hold a glow stick (laughs) <laughs> with its mouth <laughs> waves its head around <laughs> uh, do you want to go with space herpes or do you want to go with fallout boy let's go with space herpes space herpes so this is from news.sky.com uh, NASA issues space herpes warning as virus reactivates in astronauts the spe- stress of the body of spaceflight is believed to contribute to suppressing the immune system and helping the virus to grow 
by Alexander J. Martin, technology reporter. Well, very impossible. Uh, NASA has issued a warning about space herpes after a city found the virus was reactivating in a crew aboard the Space Shuttle and International Space Station missions. According to the agency, while only a small proportion of the astronauts developed since as a result of the dormant virus awakening, it could sell disaster for longer mission, spaceflight missions, for instance, to Mars. <laughs> so we're going to have a ship full of space herpes. <laughs> no yeah, we're going to we're going to colonize Mars. The only problem is everyone's going to have herpes on them. <laughs> space herpes. <laughs> How do you get a prescription for space herpes? No, this is not normal herpes. <laughs> this is space herpes. NASA astronauts endure weeks or even months exposed to microgravity and cosmic radiation. Not to mention the extreme G-forces of takeoff and re-entry, says Dr. Shetty Schmetter. The physical challenge is compounded by more familiar stresses like social separation, confinement, and an altered sleep and wake cycle, added Dr. Meta, senior author of the paper and academic at Johnson Space Center. She's always my favourite named space centre. Yes. <laughs> Especially <laughs> considering the context of what we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not Kennedy Spencer. No, Johnson. <laughs> the research is published in the journal Frontiers in Microbiology and concerns the reactivation of the virus rather than a new virus which is developed in space. Right, so that's just a clickbait headline then. It's mm. just normal herpes but in space. Yes. Herpes in space. I'm just, I'm just, I just have questions about how many astronauts are going up there with herpes. <laughs> For it to be spread around there. Yeah. NASA's thorough medical systems measure the psychological, physiological impact on spaceflight by analysing astronauts' saliva, blood and urine through spaceflight. During spaceflight, there is a rise in secretion of stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, which are known to suppress the immune system, the study found. In keeping with this, we find that astronauts' immune cells, particularly those that normally suppress and eliminate virus, become less effective during spaceflight and sometimes for up to 60 days afterwards. Mm-hmm. Due to the suppression of the immune system, the astronauts' bodies are less l- able to keep dormant viruses down and allowing them to reactivate. But again, they're going up there with herpes. Yes. <laughs> to date, 47 out of 89 or 53% of astronauts on short space or flights and 14 out of 23, 61% on longer ISS missions shed herpes virus in their saliva or urine samples. Okay. What are they doing up there? <laughs> like shed herpes. <laughs> like herpes flakes. <laughs> I mean, I can kind of see how that'd be a problem, just, you yeah. know, bodily fluids just floating around the spaceship. Yeah. I can imagine that would be a problem. Imagine if you had a really bad case that runs in space. Oh, God. <laughs> that would not be nice for anyone. I mean, I do, I do know, I've heard of how those toilets work in spaceships, yes. so they're basically just vacuums. Well, there is a classic story, apparently, on one of the Apollo missions, somebody uh, just let a log float around the cabin, <laughs> and there's, like, there's redacted audio from it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whose is that? I don't know. <laughs> you hear all these astronauts crying, laughing about it. Imagine having to clean the spaceship after. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, because once you go back into the atmosphere and you get the gravitational forces back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These frequencies, as well as the quanti- quantity of viral shedding, are markedly higher in samples from before or after flight or from matched healthy controls. Only six astronauts developed any symptoms due to viral reactivation, said Dr. Metha, all were minors. There are eight known herpes viruses, including the strain for chickenpox, which once contracted will stain their host nerve cells for their entire life. Okay. They're mostly kept suppressed by the immune system, but if the immune system is itself suppressed by space exploration, they could pose significant risks or to astronauts travelling to Mars or beyond. 
Research found that the longer the spaceflight mission, the more the viruses were seen to be reactivating. Okay. So it's basically not space herpes. It's space chicken pox. Space chicken pox. Yeah. Have some soup. I think I think like herpes just sounds more sensational than chicken pox. Yes. So that's what's going on. Especially here. space herpes. Last news story. This is from Westlaw News, apparently, by Jonathan Stemple, part of Reuters. 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 I think it's Reuters. Reuters. Maybe. One of the two. Yeah. Anyway. It's <laughs> yeah. Fallout Boy sued for the overuse of llama puppets in videos and marketing. See, when you initially, when you first told me the headline, and you saw, it said overuse, I was like, is this going to be about long titles? <laughs> like, ridiculously long titles that don't have anything to do with the song they're, they're about. <laughs> that is their trying to trademark. That, that is their trademark. Fallout Boy was sued on Friday by a stuffed animal company that accused the rock band of allegedly exploiting the wearable life-size llama puppets it made for a music video and featured them in other tours, of other videos that tour on an extended play album. So they made an agreement with the band to make these puppets, mm-hmm. and now they're annoyed that they're using it as merchandise. Was there not a contract about this? Well, apparently in a complaint filed in Manhattan Federal Court, seeking damages, its lawyer said it could reach millions of dollars. Furry Puppet Studio Incorporated. <laughs> There's a name. <laughs> yeah, it just raises questions of who its audience are yeah. as well. Did, said Fallout Boy did not have permission to use the puppets otherwhere, uh, anywhere other than its 2017 video for its song Young and Menace. Okay. See, I didn't know that Fallout Boy were apparently known for their llamas. I, I think it, it obviously sounds like a new thing because if it was yeah. like 2017 it sounds like they used them in this video and people liked them and were like we're going to sell merch of it mm-hmm. um, trying to see a picture of the llama costumes yes. those are slightly terrifying <laughs> not just slightly terrifying yeah. they, they are full on ketamine dreams yeah. <laughs> and, and again it, since they what was it furry yes. studio or whatever um, that just raises questions even further yeah no. Fairy Puppet Studio Incorporated. Fairy, fairy Puppet Studio. Because they do look like borderline fursuits. Yeah. They, they they seem to have been used quite a lot by Fallout Boy, so I can understand why they might be a bit annoyed. Mm. I suppose if you license it for one thing and then just don't stop using them. Yeah, I'm curious as to what the contract actually said, because it sounds a bit vague. Yes. Yeah. Now I just want to play the Lama song. Because <laughs> initially I was thinking it was like some really cute llama like yeah I was I was expecting like a full on anime little cute llama yeah I was face. thinking I mean like I don't like Fortnite but I've seen like the, the llama associated with that and I was picturing something like that more than anything else which is kind of like a piñata type thing yeah and I was like maybe something like that and then I saw that I was, no 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 <laughs> no no alright uh, we're gonna run back to the comic con now but we shall catch you in a little bit mhm Right, it is time for one of our Geeky Brewery favourite convention features. It is the £5 Hat Challenge. And this time it's going to be Lee versus Graham from Jaws 19. Graham, introduce yourself. Hello, I am the uh, probably... Well, I'm the newcomer in this particular challenge, but I'm feeling confident, I'm feeling strong. Um, yeah, now you just need to tell me what to do. Right, so the rules of the game <laughs> is you have five minutes... You get five pounds, and you have to find the most glorious bit of tat you can for that five English pounds. Right. Is it 
Less than £5 is acceptable, or has it got to be exactly £5? Less than £5 is acceptable, so up to £5. Up to five, so £5 is the upper limit? £5 is the upper limit right. of your expenditure. Has Lee played this before? No, I haven't. Oh, right, OK. So I thought I was the newbies. scrappy newcomer. No, you're both newbies, so I thought this would be a good challenge for you both. Fantastic, OK. So, Graham, you're going to start us off? I'm going first. Yep. Right. Are you ready to rumble? I'm ready to rumble. OK. Um, Graham, are you ready for the challenge? I am ready for the challenge. Your five minutes starts now. Laters, losers. Right, uh, okay, so I've got five pounds and I have got to find Cat. Which is difficult because a lot of the merchandise at Comic-Con is really nice and it's really good. So I'm going to really struggle to find something rubbish. That thumping drum and bass that you can hear in the background, I believe, is some kind of cosplay, dancing demonstration. I've just walked past a kazoo lady. Um, okay, that's nice. So, alright, I've come to my first store. Um, it's random anime plushes, so I'm not going for those. Then there's the wall of Funko Pops, so they're not tat. I can't really buy those. Uh, okay, this next store is Vintage Comics. I've got Ghost Rider, that's 150 quid. I think that's out of my budget. Ah, right, now this is more my kind of thing. Okay, any item on this table is £5. Ladies and gentlemen, we have hit pay dirt. I've just got to find some... Okay, let's have a look what we've got. Now I've got quite a choice of tat here. We've got some uh, G.I. Joe figures. We've got a Darth Vader figurine. Uh, a beer bottle by the looks of it, some Hello Kitty statuettes, a Family Guy talking bottle opener. I am spoiled for choice with Tat here. I am going to buy, yes, I'm going to buy this. It's, um, I'll describe it when I get back to Ryan so I don't spoil it. Okay, so I'm going to make the purchase now. That's fine. Um, I'm gonna have, can I have that one, please. Thank you. Okay. I'm just recording for a podcast, so I'm just describing what's happening. Okay. Okay. So the gentleman's got some bubble wrap now, and he's wrapping up my item very carefully. Doing a professional job there. That's perfect like that, thank you. Oh, don't, don't worry about a carry bag, I've got a backpack, I can put it in, yeah, that's great. There you go. Thank you, thank you. That's great, thanks very much. Cheers, bye-bye. There you go, peeps, I did it. I thought it would take me a while to find Tat, but I actually found a stall that is pretty much just Tat. I feel quite guilty about that, actually, because I'm sure the uh, the stall holders think their items are lovely and desirable. But, um, no, the thing I've bought is truly, truly Tatty. So now I've just got to go back and find Ryan and Lee and lay down that gauntlet because I don't think this can be beaten.
Yeah, as predicted, I'm lost and I can't find them. <laughs> Everything looks the same. This is one of those lost children's stalls where I'll get a lollipop and they'll make an announcement. Could the parents of Graham from George 19 please come to the information booth who hasn't stopped crying for at least 20 minutes and we're nearly all out of lollipops. Thank you. Okay, I still can't find them. This is terrible. Where are Ryan and Lee? Okay. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? Oh, wow, look at this. <laughs> Mamma mia. First, let me say, hello, it's me, Mario. Woohoo! Mamma mia, you number one. Ha-ha. <laughs> look at all this. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> Luigi number one. Ho ho. Wario number one. Yahoo. Well, Luigi, everybody cheat with me. And baby Luigi. And baby Mario. Let's go. Yippee. <laughs> so, hi. Hi. Can you tell us how you got the inspiration to, to, to hone those voices? Do you know, well, first I crashed an audition in the first place, and I, I, I uh, was sitting on the beach, and a friend of mine called and said, hey, you got to come and crash an audition. It's for a job in Las Vegas. I said, there's no way I could ever crash an audition. I'm a professional actor. Where do I go? <laughs> and, and I have no idea why, but I went to this audition, and I, I you know, they said, uh, I, I was walking in as the producer was walking out, and I recognized the Sony camera bag with the guy behind him. And I said, hi, can I read for this? And he goes, Ugh. okay, all right, come on in. You're an Italian plumber from Brooklyn. We'll set the camera up. You're a character in a video game named Mario for this g company called Nintendo. And uh, you're going to do a real-time animation thing. So we're going to start the camera. You make up a voice, make up a video game. Do anything you want. Uh, but we're not going to pay you to sit around all day if this te technology doesn't work. So just make it up and keep talking until you run out of things to say. And I thought, well... Okay, I, I never heard of Mario, never heard of Nintendo, uh, but I, you know, Italian plumber from Brooklyn. Hey, get out of my face, I'm working here. And I thought, well, that, that doesn't sound like fun all day, and what if they're children? And, and I thought, well, I'll just, I'll have more fun with it. I'll just, you know, nice Italian guy. You know, I played Gremio in Taming of the Shrew some years before in the theater. And I thought, I'll do that, you know, but I'll make him younger and make it happy. And I know nothing about video games except waka 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 waka, you know, and pong pong, which I was terrible at all those games when I tried tank and those things. And and I thought, well, I'll, I'll just I'll make a happy thing and I'll I'll talk about food because obviously I I like food. And I heard action. I said, hello, I'm a Mario. Let's make a pizza pie together. You go get some sausage. I get some spaghetti. We put spaghetti and sausage in the pizza, and then I chase with the pizza. And if I catch you the pizza, you gotta eat the pizza, and then you make a pizza and chase me the pizza. And if you catch me the pizza, I'll eat the pizza. Well. He didn't say stop, so I said, and then we're going to make a lasagna. And I just kept going, and I kept thinking, well, surely he's going to say, thank you very much, that's enough food groups for one day. He never said stop until I was, you know, you know and I'm making up pastas, you know, and then we're going to make a chuturopato trotini, and then you're going to, and I, I finally, you know, finally I heard, 
Stop talking. <laughs> Cut. There's no more tape. Thank you. We'll be in touch. Which I thought was the end of it. I went back to the beach. I watched the sunset, you know. And that was the end of that. And I just, we started immediately. I thought it was the end. He got on the phone. I found our Mario. I got him. And the next day I was uh, getting tickets to Los Angeles to fly to L.A. to fit for all this stuff to do Mario in real time. And then I was doing this all around the country and uh, in different events for Nintendo Corporate and uh, advertising and and, uh, uh, PR. And then suddenly... You know, I was doing little Luigi's voice, and then Wario's voice, and then, and each one has been such a profound, wonderful gift, and what an honor, you know. I, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I work doing the work that I love to do so much. I work with Nintendo, which is a company I, I love so much, and then I get to come out to these wonderful events, uh, like, like MCM Comic Con, and, and meet Mario fans, and meet Luigi fans, and see the great cosplay, and, you know, I, I love these shows because it's such a, a wonderful, safe, a loving environment for people to be themselves and to dress. And, and you, what I see is people find each other. You know, it's like, oh, you love, I, you know, the Princess Peach is walking around with Princess Daisy and there's a Luigi and a Mario and suddenly they're talking and chatting and they're having lunch together. And I've actually met people that have gotten married that met at Comic-Cons dressed up in cosplay. And, oh, well, well you know, we met doing this and da 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 and so it's just like this wonderful, joyful gift uh, of things, uh, of just being. It's really, it's really wonderful. And then MCM Comic Con is particularly wonderful. They've got such a great show here in Birmingham. And for me, what a joy. I get to come to a place like Birmingham. <laughs> and we went to the museum yesterday. How many places do you get to go and see Leonardo da Vinci uh, uh, drawings? Uh, it, was, it was terrific fun. Uh, beautiful downtown, wonderful people, wonderful food. It's, it's not helping my diet being here. But it sure is fun, you know. Italian. Yeah, it's good everything. Yeah, it's really fun. So I've been having a wonderful time. Absolutely. Uh, you touched on cosplay. Um, yeah. So we wanted to ask, do you have uh, a most memorable cosplay moment, whether you've cosplayed yourself do you or know, the uh, best cosplay I've ever seen? Y- you want to see the best cosplay I've ever seen? It's right here. Right here at this show, there's a woman who is... Um, uh, the, the, and, and her husband, she's in a wheelchair, and they came dressed as Shrek and the, the princess, and they've got horse, unicorn sort of shoes, and the, it's, it is just absolutely miraculous. And they're only here today, and the cosplay costume can't contest is tomorrow. But it's like the, it's just one of the greatest cosplays, if not the greatest cosplay I've ever seen. They've just absolutely, and I, I, I have my camera, but I didn't take. Maybe I did. I take. A, I didn't. I didn't take a picture. But they they've got my picture on on uh, at the at the uh, studio in the back. Can you see that? Oh, that is amazing. Look at that. Check that, that out. That is amazing. It's just. I mean, you know, she's got this disability, wow. and they just created the most magnificent, wonderful thing. And the little donkeys there, and this little gingerbread person. I mean, it's really. They just did the most amazing thing. But they've got to go home. So we won't see them tomorrow. And it's too bad because I, I just, I love cosplay. You know, and you see little people, you know, that I, there, <laughs> I, I won't be able to find it. There was a, a little boy, uh, maybe one and a half years old, who was dressed as Sonic at a show I did recently. And he could do that. 
like this, but it took him a second to do it. You know, it's like, it was so adorable. So you get to see the best. And, you know, little babies in a little mushroom cap and things like that. It's just, it's, it's cosplay is great. I love it. I love, I love these shows. They're just so much fun. So much fun. Have you ever had to really work hard to kind of prove who you are by doing the voice? Has somebody ever not believed you? <laughs> no, you know, as soon as I open my mouth, people know. And it's a funny thing. It's, it's a... Uh, it's just—it's my little trademark in life, and I, I'm the luckiest guy in the world because I love these characters. I love Mario. I—I want to be more like Mario, full of joy and happiness and fun, and you know, facing challenges with a let's go instead of like, oh no. <laughs> I tend to be more like, eh, why me, you know? But I, you know, I, I just want to be more like that beautiful, heroic, loyal character. I'm more of a Luigi. I was the second born, you know, so you're a little bit more trepidatious as a second son, but you have to run faster and jump higher than your brother for survival, <laughs> which, I, which I did as well. <laughs> as we've had the Detective Pikachu movie coming out soon and Sonic's having his new movie, would you like to see a new Super Mario Brothers movie make the animated? Well, you know, there is a, they, they've actually announced that, but I don't know anything at all about it. The luckiest thing in the world being a, a voiceover actor, you really know nothing until you walk into the job and it's like we want to come to our sandbox and play we have some new toys and you're like yippee you know, you know and then you get to to do this silly stuff that you do and that that's what that's what my life is 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 traveling around doing work that I love to do meeting wonderful people it's it's really great and it's you know I will say if I had a message for everybody alive you know which would be a gift if I could do that it would be to to find what you love to do in life to, to follow your heart, to live your dreams, to, to discover your passions. Find out what makes you happy because when you're doing that, you're, you're becoming happy and other people can't help but be a little touched by that little bit of happiness. And I just, I, I, it's been what's, what's been so lucky for me. There was a wonderful uh, crone, a wonderful old woman that was teaching me pottery. And I was 28 years old. I was full of angst. I should be living in L.A. I should be living in New York. I should be, but I shouldn't be an actor because if I can't do enough good enough, and it's just all those young man things were going on. And, and I said, what, so what do I do? And she said, well, dear, follow your heart. And I said, yeah, so anyway, I've got these, but it's stuck with me enough that that's been with me my whole life. Follow your heart, whatever that is, because to do that, you really have to come and be your own best friend in some way. And that's, you know, we all have this voice of self-hate and self-doubt and self-loathing. We treat ourselves worse than we would treat anybody else alive. And if anybody treated us that way, we'd say, stop it, you know, but we do it with ourselves. So there's this, the, the, just the most wonderful concept that if you can be your own best friend, if you can at least be nice to yourself, at least quiet that negative voice, you can then pursue happiness and, and just, you, you just get a great chance of getting there. And that said, I'm just the luckiest guy in the world because I've just stumbled through my life like, oh, bump, you know, oh, look at this, I'm playing a character. Yay! You know, so it's just been one wonderful thing after another for me. But I wish it for everybody else, too. 
Do you play much Nintendo? You know, I do. Do I play much Nintendo? That's a great question. I do. And, and, and I, you know, I, I absolutely love Mario 64, Mario uh, Galaxy, and I, I was playing Mario, Super Mario Odyssey. Now, I love the game, particularly sandbox game, because I can, you know, just that dee 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 you know, run around. You know, but I, I always reach a place where I can't get any farther. I will not probably rescue the princess any time in my life. And I was, I was in Kentucky a while ago, and I was playing Super Mario Odyssey, I, I, two things happened. One, I was on the plane, and I couldn't get through this little snowball bounce thing. And I finally got through, and I went, woohoo, like that. <laughs> and everyone on the plane was kind of looking at me like that. But then I, then I was stuck again, stuck against. And I'm in Kentucky, and there's a, a nine-year-old uh, son of the manager of the hotel. And, you know, we were hanging around, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I, and I'm like, I'm stuck. Fix it. You know, because I just couldn't get back. He goes, oh, sure. You see, what you want to do is... is, And pretty soon, within an hour, he was 19 levels beyond what I will ever go. I went, oh, yeah, I remember recording that part. Oh, yeah, I remember that, you know. It's just, it's so wonderful. Young people are just so incredible. Yeah, and they're doing such a great job, so, yeah, in everything. Is that it? Well, Well, just let me say... Thank you very much for playing my games. You're number one. Woohoo! Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful time at the show. And Graham, you purchased your item. I Don't have, show me. I have purchased my item. It's wrapped, concealed, and no one can see it. No one should see it. I hate it. <laughs> All right, so Lee, it's time for your challenge. You're what, the money? Yes. Oh, you want some back? Okay. <laughs> you really didn't explain that. That should have been in the contract. Hold on. Right. There you go. Oh, thank you. Lee? Okay. It is time for your special in. Okay. Get the time ready. Okay. You feel confident? Ish, yes. You shouldn't, mate. Not when you see what I've done. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Go. Okay, let's see what we got. We have. Ooh, we got mystery autographs. Bit too expensive though. Can't go in for my fiver. Let's see what we got. Hmm. Which of these? Oh no. Those are 15. Can't get those. Hmm. There is a lot of stuff around. What the. Let's see what we got here. That. Nah. Do that. So there's something here that's pretty good, but we're not trying to find something pretty good, I think. So, hmm. We've got. Yeah, there's comics and stuff, manga. Uh, oh, what we got over here? We've got. Hmm. It's fairly standard, I think. Uh, hmm. Hmm. This is really difficult when there's so much stuff that you think, really, that, no. Uh, but then it's too much money. Which makes it even worse, somehow. Uh, let's see what we got. Oh, this is a pretty good one, I think. 
and have a look at that. I'm sure I knew what my time was left. I knew how much time I had left to play around with. Uh, I'll come back to that in a second. That's a good contender. I'm not going to say what it is, because we're going to reveal it at the end. Yes. Uh, what we got? Oh no, that's save £5, not exactly £5. Some prints, but they're, they're good. And uh, I don't think I'm going to buy good prints for £5. That's not going to look good on our thing. We could always pick those up later, if I wanted. Let's see what else we can get around here. Nah, I think I'm going to go for the thing I found. It's kind of ridiculous. to get this one. Cool. Alright. Okay, that was pretty quick. I'm going to head right back. I think I got a pretty good one. That was quick. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm a little scared What do we do? We just make him stand around uncomfortably for two minutes. <laughs> no. Alright. You got that for a fucking time. <laughs> yeah, I got a whole recording device. That's not tap. You, you missed the point of the game. Alright, we shall be back in a minute for the reveal. Mm-hmm. Time for the final of the tap challenge. To my left, I have Graham from Girls 19. To my right, I have Lee, aka the Cheap Ferret. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, reveal your objects. I beg your pardon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, okay. Uh, are, we, are we doing a synchronised reveal or one at a time? What's your preferred format? Let's play rock, paper, scissors. Oh, let's do the this. challenge okay. first. So, yeah. Hang on, let's, let's sort out the rules. Yeah. Is it one, two, three, reveal? One, so, two, three, reveal. All right. Best of three. One, two, two three, three, go. <laughs> best of three? Oh, best of three, all right. Okay. One, one, two, two three, three, go. Oh, it's, down to the side it's a big one. One, two, three, go. Oh! <laughs> Defeated at the last. Well done, Lee. Okay. Lee, reveal your right. £5 tap challenge item. So first of all, this £5 item fits in my pocket. Oh. So it is a key ring that is basically the fish. It's supposed to be like one of those Jesus fish. Oh, you right, in your okay. Car, but it's supposed to be the Enterprise with Trek written on it. That's a fiver. Exactly a five. That was a five. Wow. Yes. It's fish trek. Yes. Fish. Yeah. yeah. Fish trek. That's that's it. Yeah. Wow. That is as truly terrible. As soon as I saw it, I was like, that's, <laughs> no. For five pounds, that is truly pound, yeah. an amazing. I don't know what's more tap. egregious, yeah. the price <laughs> or the item. You could get like um, five pound key rings from another stand I saw, but it was like proper like eight bit figures and yeah. stuff and that's, that's cool that's not tap. that's that took, lovely that took some effort so, but then I saw that is it, <laughs> it is at least embossed on both sides yeah. can, I, can I say it's yes. not metal for a start off is it it feels you need to it give feels, it a pirate it, bite it, it, fit, it feels yeah. Chineseium yeah oh, I think it is metal just very cheap doesn't, doesn't taste very nice <laughs> great metal that is it, not even the font's right on it yeah I, as soon uh, as I saw it just, just no effort went into making that I thought it said T-Rex to start <laughs> yeah. That is truly terrible. Yeah. T-Rex item. Oh. Yeah. 
yeah. that's awful. That, that is awful for yeah. five pounds. Yeah, that's awful. Graham, are you worried? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is terrible. Can't but... put it words. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to really offend someone by saying that this is terrible because I'm, I'm sure it's um, beautiful. Mm. But um, expertly wrapped in bubble wrap. Is this a mug by any chance? It's, it's a mug, yes. Are we going to feel like mugs? You... <laughs> <laughs> Your pun game is strong. My yeah. pun game is all right. You ready strong. for this? So I found a store that seemed to sell exclusively tat. So <laughs> okay. I felt like I, I, I hit gold straight yeah. away. You hit tapped gold. I hit tapped gold. <laughs> you, you found a rich vein of tat. A rich vein of tat, <laughs> and I didn't have to mine it for very long before I found a diamond. So I want to see what the tat mines would look like now. Just walls of funkos from franchises long past. So what we have is... It's a very small mug. What a very quite a small mug. <laughs> is that an espresso mug? Uh, no, I think this predates espressos. Um, so yeah, it's a small it's a small mug um, with the uh, Diddy Men of Nutty Ash printed on it. <laughs> have you bought that for tax purposes? <laughs> yes, it's tax exempt. So it's got the, uh, the painted figures of some truly horrific little puppet type characters that Ken Dodd used to animate and um, you've got the for sale sign because the taxman has the t- repossessed the, tax, the taxman's repossessed his house um, the, the diddy men are now him. homeless uh, it's a really terrible paint job um, the mug is too small to be of any actual yeah. drinking value I'll let you take that in I'll let it's, you have a look like two, my question is who two is to three it's even got like crap on the front yeah. of it where the prints come off it's like second print. It's just a bit of rubbish. Who is this for? I don't know, but there were, this was one of a set of three, so I've broken up the set. Oh, no. <laughs> you that, feel like you need to go back now. I should go and get the other two. Is the other one just Ken Dodd, like, with his family? No, it was, this is various different noddy men. I'm, I'm assuming they all have names and deep backstories, but, um, yeah, so that that's my offering. Why, why does the woman on the left look like Kirk Douglas? You're assuming that's a woman? That's a kilt? <laughs> <laughs> that's a Scottish Diddy person. Is that a Tam O'Shanter or is yes. that a lady's hat? No, that's that's definitely a Scottish Diddy person. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it means I'm culturally insensitive. Do that. <laughs> have you never seen a kilt have... before, Ryan? The monocle and the one like, really accentuates the eye, and it's just terrifying. It's beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> it's truly beautiful. It is like, oh my... Why? Why? Why is this a thing? I Why saw that very early on in my my quest, and I realised I need look no further. Yeah. God, they're both terrible items. Aren't they? <laughs> they're both awful. That that you, you just wouldn't put that on your keys, would you? No, unless you wanted to be beaten up every time you left the house. <laughs> unless you got to like use it to plug stuff in with like an electric fork. Yeah, it has like sort of prying tool potential. That's kind of it, though, isn't it? At least that is kind of useful. You could use it to hold liquid. Well, this looks like it was made in the 70s, therefore this must be carcinogenic. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's lead paint. No, no question about that. We're all going to die. Once you put hot water in that, the vapours coming up yeah. there will knock you out in that seconds. That is not going to be dishwasher safe. Where is it made? Yeah, it's actually made in England. Wow. So we know it is tat. Yes, is and we know it was the 70s because nothing's been made in England since yeah. the 70s. Thank you, Thatcher. <laughs> you, can the, you can see the seam on the handle. It's so rubbish. <laughs> Uh, You've got to make a decision, Ryan. You, I think it's a draw. Oh, that's yeah. fair enough. I think yeah. it is a that's draw. Each items, yeah. each items are both worthless. <laughs> yes. And for your prizes... Thank you so much. I'll, um, I'll, I'll bury this at night and <laughs> never think of it again. 
Thank you for joining us here at MCM Comic Con at the NEC in Birmingham. Lee, where can we find you online? You can find me on YouTube at Bob the Pet Ferret and on Twitter at The Cheek Ferret. And you can find me. Oh, that yeah. glorious silence. Yeah. You can find me at Ryan Parrish on Twitter, <laughs> at Brummigal One for the food stuff, and you can find us all at Geeky Brummy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, geekybrummy.com. Com, kofi.com forward slash geeky brummy mm-hmm. that's ko-fi.com yes. forward slash geeky brummy yeah. and you can find all our information about our amazing film screening at geeky brummy if you want to come and see Batman on a big screen at Millennium Point in yes, Birmingham please come and see it it will be a really good time and you can find friend of the show Graham Woods at Jaws 19 show on Twitter and at Jaws 19 show on YouTube but that's it for today uh, hope you enjoyed and we'll see you soon bye bye